Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. Glad you're with us. Just a reminder now, our live show is Saturdays from 1 to 2. And if you missed that, you can catch us twice on Sundays now. And that's from 8 to 9 a.m. or a little bit later in the evening from 7 to 8 p.m. And hopefully one of those three times will work for you. Well, we are glad to have Mike Slinkert. He is the president of Hex Clothing, which most of you are probably familiar with. So, Mike, thanks for taking a few minutes and being with us on Sportsman of Colorado. How are you, sir? Good, Scott. How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing good, man. I'm tell you, after all we've been through these last five, six months, I am ready to get in the woods. I know that. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. It's a crazy time, but, hey, uh, if you've got a social distance, uh, that's the best way I know how to do it is get out in the woods and uh, – and chase some animals around. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Mike, I tell you, this uh, these four letters have been around uh, quite a while now, HEX, H-E-C-S. So take just a minute and, um, you know, kind of give us the whole background, how this came about, how you became involved with it, and then we'll get into the product. Okay, sure. Well, um, yeah, I mean, we've actually been around since 2010 as a company, um, and HEX actually stands for Human Energy Concealment Systems. It's an acronym. But, uh, uh, you know, basically we've been researching the whole concept since about 2005. So hmm. um, what we do is, is basically what, we, what our product does is it blocks the electrical fields that your body creates. So um, whether we know it or not, a lot of people, especially in the medical field, probably understand the electrical, you know, output that our bodies create through heart rate and muscle movement. But what we didn't know until the research started, you know, back then was how, how those fields actually affect animals. Um, you know, every living being creates an extreme low, low I'm sorry, an extreme low frequency electrical field yeah. uh, that actually travels out of your body and it's through heart rate and muscle movement. Um, and we know now that animals are actually able to pick up on this, and they actually use it for defense. Um, when we first kind of, actually, honestly, we kind of stumbled onto it. Um, you know, my my family were cattle ranchers uh, here in eastern Oregon, and uh, my grandfather particularly, he was uh, one of these guys that said, you know, you've got to stay calm, keep your heart rate down. He used to tell me that horse knows what you're thinking, whether you know it or not. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it always kind of stuck with me. And as I grew up as a bow hunter and I, and I bow hunt exclusively and have pretty much my whole life. Um, you know, it, 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 as most hunters have seen when an animal gets in close, it's usually not very long. And you can watch that, watch that body language. Sure. He may not smell you. He may not see you you're doing everything right. But if you're in close proximity to a, to an animal, particularly an older one, you know, you're going to watch that body language change and you're going to see, you know, a little more nervousness, and pretty soon they're going to move off. And, you know, it, it always uh, was a mystery to, to myself and, and probably most hunters of why that is. Um, and so when we started the research on, you know, kind of what this is all about, we came upon a lot of research on how animals navigate and how they pick up the electrical fields of the earth. And, you know, the, you know birds see it visually. Actually, it's pretty well known now. 
But even any migratory animal is, is picking up on these fields, and they're using that to align their internal compass. Well, the big aha moment for us was when we realized that uh, those fields that are they're, they're, that are produced by the Earth are extreme low-frequency electromagnetic energy, and it's very, very close to the to electromagnetic energy that's that's given off by all living beings. Okay. And we kind of connected the dots a little bit and said, you know, I wonder if, if you could uh, if you block this, what what could happen? Because, you know, if they if they're using it to navigate, they're probably going to be able to use it for other things too. So um, we ended up experimenting with some things. Um, actually, uh, what we kind of settled on was a grid of conductive fa- uh, material that's actually woven into the fabric in a specific grid pattern and conductivity. It's sized and shaped to block the wavelength that's coming out of our body. So hmm. um, in a nutshell, basically what HEX does, it's, a, it's, it's a, a sort of a Faraday cage for your body. It, the, the electrical energy leaves your body, hits that conductive grid. It can't pass through. It's actually held in capacitance until you touch ground and grounds out. So pretty proven way to block electrical fields. But, you know, when we were able to do this, it really changed uh, the way animals perceived us. And it was very apparent very quickly. Right. Um, particularly with birds. Birds were the most over-the-top, and they continue to be the most over-the-top difference. Um, you know, uh, I'm a big turkey hunter and have been forever, and, and anybody that's ever tried to hunt turkeys with a bow knows that getting the full <laughs> draw is the hardest thing. Sure. And, uh, you know, and so um, if, if anybody were to, to go and look on our on our YouTube page or, or have watched our television show, they've seen um, a lot of footage of, of myself and others basically sitting out in the open we just sat on a chair we can get to full dry every time by blocking that field so um because birds are literally seeing the electrical field that's caused by the muscle energy that it takes to move muscle so take that away you look more like an inanimate movement so it's pretty pretty neat concept absolutely glad to have mike slinkard with us he is the president of hex clothing that's h-e-c-s and uh we'll give you some contact information and where you can find this so when you get into the, the the technology of it, is it kind of equating to like if we look at a microwave door, uh, we kind of see that little webbing across that microwave door? Is that kind of the same principle? Well, it is. Um, it's called the Faraday cage principle. And if you look at your microwave door, that's the one everybody sees all the time. Sure. But that little grid that's in the door is actually sized and shaped to block, and it actually captures the wavelength of microwave that's coming out. So that's why you can watch your food cook and, and you're not, you know, the radiation isn't coming out to, to get you because the, the wave of energy is actually larger than that grid. So uh, in real simplistic terms, when that energy hits that grid, it's, it's been transferred to ground. And, of course, that's a high energy way, so it goes straight of course. to ground. Right. Um, but it's the same, same exact concept. Concept, um, yeah. Very proven way to block, uh, you know, electrical energy. So, yeah, you're exactly right. The microwave is a great example of exactly what we're doing. Sure. So what is the closest that you would say, uh, you know, when you can pick your animal, elk, deer, what is actually the closest that one has come up to you? <laughs> um, within inches. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, we, we have had, um, you know, we have a lot of elk here in East Oregon. Elk's kind of my passion, so I spend a lot of time with them. But um, we've got footage of... Literally, I, I had a cow elk sniff the sniff the uh, the lens on my camera uh, one time when we were actually in a blind. She stuck her head inside blind, sniffed the lens on the camera. Oh my so, goodness! Inches away, um, you know, I, we've seen them. 
I mean, uh, regularly inside of 10 yards. And the cool thing is, is that they stay there. And that's the big difference. Um, a lot of people have been, you know, in, in close proximity to animals on occasion, but it happens much, much more frequent, frequently when you're blocking your electrical field. And uh, it, it's really, a, it kind of changes your whole outlook on, on hunting and getting close. And, and particularly the time that you have as a hunter to be able to, to, to get that shot off. Sure. And, you know, since I knew we were going to do this interview, I uh, talked to a couple of people and said, hey, you ever use that? And just being honest, they go, oh, that doesn't work. I go, have you ever used it? And everyone that says, oh, that's a bunch of junk, that doesn't work, no one had used it. So uh, right. I'd like to give everyone the challenge as well, and I'm, I'm certainly going to be uh, wearing mine here. And uh I think if people will just, I mean, if we look at all the stuff we do to try to get out there and try to get close to them and the money you spend, good night for what you're doing here mm-hmm. to give you that one. And, you know, that's all we need sometimes, that one little extra edge, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And, you know, you just said a lot right there. I mean, we have a lot of skeptics, but we don't have any skeptics that have used it, yep. honestly. I mean, we've been around for 10 years now. Um, you know, we, we're also... Uh, you know, used a lot in, you know, by by animal research scientists. Uh, even veterinarians are using our stuff now because it keeps animals calmer than that clinic. So it's really came around to, to be a pretty accepted, um, mm-hmm. you know, a pretty accepted thing now. And there's a lot of guys out there, and I don't blame them. I don't blame everybody for being, being skeptical. Heck, I was skeptical when I came up with this, and, and I just got been fortunate enough to be able to see the results for so many sure. years now. But, um but like I said, we just don't have people that are skeptical if they use it and they give it a fair shot. Now, exactly. You know, you're not invisible. It's not going. It's not an invisibility cloak or anything like that. You still got to hunt and keep the wind right and stay quiet and you know move at the right time and that kind of thing. But when those animals get in close, you're going to see them more calm um, and they're just you're just going to be able to get away with a lot more than you ever did before. And you know, like I said, that's that's really one of the the things that that makes me feel good. Uh, about our company is that we really don't have complaints. Sure. We really, really don't. No, it's absolutely. So and, it's, uh, and the videos that I've seen are, wow, I mean, just unbelievable. <laughs> you know, they may not can feel that electricity, but I'm afraid they might hear my heartbeat. <laughs> Man. <laughs> well, cause, the, the good thing is they're not feeling your heartbeat anymore, which they actually were able to do before hacks. So, um, you know, the, the cool thing is, too, about our, our technology, I'm a hunter. We started in the hunting industry, you know, that's what I, my passion is. But, I mean, you know, people that may have watched Shark Week, which was, you know, a couple of weeks ago on Discovery Channel, right. they would have saw Hex logos all over the place with that because, you know, our our aquatic line is, is going very strong. And, you know, a lot of the top shark researchers use that because, of course, you know, sharks actually have a very well understood uh, organ that actually picks up electrical fields. So walking that, they're able to have much safer and closer interactions with sharks and actually all kinds of fish as well. Sure. So, um, but uh, if you watch, if anybody ever watches Animal Plant, they, they may have, you know, a guy named Forrest Galante. He's a very respected animal researcher, has a show out on there that's called Extinct or Alive, and they're actually using hex to go all over the world. And they've actually found quite a few species that were lost to science uh, actually thought they thought were they were extinct and they actually use hex to to be able to get that advantage and be able to prove that some of those things exist so for me it's it's 
beyond my wildest imagination. I mean, I, I, when we started this, it was all about getting closer. So for me personally, so I could chew now into it, you know, but sure. it kind of went beyond that now and, and pretty well accepted. And, and, you know, our company has grown by leaps and bounds every year. So, you know, so it's just a, it's a pretty neat, uh, pretty neat feeling you know to, to have it all come together like that absolutely and i noticed you got gloves and socks even now yeah yeah we got gloves socks um we have our hunting gear is really easy to use that's the other thing we have a couple of different options um our original camo suit is super lightweight um you can wear it over your other clothing you can wear it underneath as well uh, a lot of people wear it as an underwear and it works just fine um, but it's super light. You can wear it in just about any hunting situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have a super high quality base layer as well. So that base layer will do everything that a good base layer is meant to do. It works moisture, keeps you warmer, that kind of thing. But also it has hex technology in it. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, we've got some new things coming out that, uh, you know, I think people will be interested in that I can't necessarily talk about. But, I understand. Um, but yeah, I look for some cool stuff from, from us uh, coming up, too. We're really going to be expanding on a lot of things. So. Cool. Now, what's uh, most of your uh, main big box stores carry the hex product? We are a consumer direct. So we have a few dealers, a very few dealers. Um, we've basically turned down every box store that, that have came our way. Yeah. Um, we have chosen the consumer direct method. Um, so the best way to get us is, you know, at, at hexllc.com. Um, and we also, of course, have it on Amazon as well. But uh, sure. we've really kind of chosen that way with our with our product line. Originally. No, it's better. Yeah. Uh, it was a it was it was a big story to tell originally for to get people to understand exactly what we were trying to do. And and now that now that we're established, I mean, we've just kind of chosen that route. So yeah, you can order directly from us. All right. So again, that heck that's hex h e c s l l c dot com. And uh, you can put in your order, and they got a great website. Everything's uh, clearly explained right there. And I'll tell you, Mike, I'm very, very excited uh, to use mine this year, and uh, hopefully we can get a lot more folks to click on that Hex website today and uh, check it all out. Yeah, that would be good. Hey, I'll throw everybody a bone, too. So if you use – we have a promo code HEXTECH, so it's H-E-C-S-T-E-C-H. So HEXTECH. Put that in, and you'll save thirty dollars on your order too. So, uh, okay. all the listeners out there, it's uh, it's a great time to do that. And you know, with the season's coming up, it's a perfect time to get out there and, like I say, get the hex effect because it really, it really will, it really will change the way you hunt really well. Well, man, I appreciate it, Mike. And I know you're a busy guy, so I appreciate you taking time. You're always welcome here on the show, and hopefully, we can do this some more. Absolutely, glad to be back anytime, and. Uh, yeah, I just hope everybody is uh, staying safe and enjoy your social distancing out in the world. <laughs> exactly. Yes, sir. All right. That is Mike Slinkard, president of Hex. Now, listen, folks, this is a great deal. And you know what? Hey, this is off of their everyday, what I'm going to call their everyday low price, what they sell this for all the time. So this is truly a big savings for you. Go to Hex, H-E-C-S-L-L-C.com. Put in Hex Tech, T-E-C-H. And uh, Mike's kind enough to give 30% off there of your order. So, Mike, we appreciate your time, sir, and I'll be in touch with you. All right. Thanks, Scott. All right. That's Mike Slinkard with Hex Products. we got to take a short break, and we'll be back with more right after this. This is Scott Watley for my friends at Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is proud to announce their new 10,000-square-foot facility is now open in Berthard, Colorado, located at 504 North 2nd Street. With this expansion, Phoenix Weaponry offers a new retail area 
and expanded gunsmithing in Duracoat and Cerakote areas. Family-owned and operated Phoenix Weaponry offers the finest in competition, hunting, and long-range precision firearms. Also suppressors from 22 long rifle to 50 caliber for rifles, pistols, and shotguns. Phoenix Weaponry also offers gunsmithing services and restoration repairs from antique to modern firearms. Building your firearm dreams into reality. That's Phoenix Weaponry. Call them now, 720-340-2496, or visit them at phoenixweaponry.com. Here's why you need KLZ's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh, on your side. He understands how the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case where you have been hurt by someone else's negligence, the idea with that is that you're then going to try to recover to get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. And what that really means from a juror's perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about what six people that don't know you, that hear evidence and have to make a unanimous decision will decide as to what fair value is. And so you and I, when we get hurt, have definitely an idea of what we think it's worth to us. But the question is, what can you articulate to those other individuals who don't know you and are not involved in this process to get them persuaded about what it is that they think the case is worth? Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law, they get results. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center would like to announce their new K-9 Academy is open. Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. The K-9 Academy is offering all new classes and several exciting additions, including the new sport classes, scent work, and tray ball that dogs love. Their pet behavior specialist has over 20 years of experience working with animals large and small, including dogs and cats and zoo animals and exotics. He's available Tuesday through Saturday to help you with all of your pet training needs. Visit LoneTreeVet.com and check out the Canine Academy page for the summer class schedule or just give them a call at 303-708-8050 and get your pet started in the training that's best for you and your pet. Hi, everybody. Jack Corgan. There's no better time than now to visit my friends at Len Lyle Chevrolet. They're open, following all proper safety precautions, and ready to offer terrific deals. Suburbans for over 10000 less, better than 7000 off a brand-new Equinox. And Len Lyle Chevy has 0% financing on almost every model. Plus, they need trade-ins badly, so they're willing to pay over book value. Len Lyle Chevrolet, it's time for you to go east and pay the least. And did I mention they need your trade in. If you're like me, you've probably had a little extra time to go through your camping, hunting, and fishing gear. Hi, this is Scott Watley with Sportsman of Colorado. And you know what? When you're looking through your gear, you've probably discovered you've got some gear you just don't use anymore. Well, now you can turn it into cash at the Outdoorsman's Attic. The Outdoorsman's Attic is Colorado's very own outdoor gear consignment store. From live bait to lanterns, backpacks to Sitka gear. Chances are, if it's used in the outdoors, it's at the Outdoorsman's Attic. There are tons of bargains, and now they have a full-service gunsmith on-site in the lower level. Stop paying retail. Turn your used gear into cash. Family-owned and operated, the Outdoorsman's Attic is located at 2650 West Hamden in Sheridan. Friendly service and great deals at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Tell them Scott sent you. Is your vision stopping you from enjoying your outdoor activities? Hi, this is Scott Watley for Stack Optical. Get by Stack Optical today and check out the Stack Sports Pack. 
one great frame where you can easily interchange the lenses to the tint you need for golf, bike riding, shooting, fishing, and yes, even driving. Stack Optical, family owned and operated. They're fully staffed and ready to help you with all of your optical needs from eye exams, glasses, contacts, and yes, even repairs. And rest assured, Stack Optical has taken every precaution to ensure your safety and that you have a clean environment. 2233 South Monaco Parkway, 303-321-1578. Call them now, 303-321-1578, stackoptical.com. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Well, the big game season is upon us, and we are very glad to have in studio... Steve's Meat Market Brass with us today. <laughs> All right, the folks that make it happen. Amy, um, I knew I was going to mess this up. Francini, all right, and Trev Stuckey. And I've known, um, I mean, I've seen Amy in there before, and I've known Trev for quite a while, but uh, it is great to finally have them in. And I moved to Denver in 1993, and uh, my first visit to Steve's Meat Market was 1994. And so... Uh, tell you i've never been anywhere else so i'm t you know when you're satisfied with something why go anywhere else right, right. i mean it is cool. all right all right so uh amy let's start with you because um this business is very personal to you yes because your yes. dad is steve, steve of yes. steve's meat market yes all right so uh start out let's just uh kind of 1976 did i see 1976 is when my dad first decided this is what we're doing. Yeah. He, he kind of decided on a whim. Yeah. <laughs> um, my grandparents owned Smokey's Barbecue uh, over off of 64th between Federal and Pecos. They were there since 1950. Um, my dad obviously grew up working in that business, and he kind of got tired of the restaurant business, went and opened his own, and then he uh, decided that that wasn't his thing, so he decided he wants to hunt. So in order to hunt, he needed to make sure he utilized his meat. Um, my mom and him have been together forever, and she's been the tasting, wow. you know, the taste buds for yeah. the whole thing. Um, but he opened originally back in 76 in the back of Smokey's. Um, okay. He had a little plant back there. He would run Smokey's during the day, and then in the back he would go in the evenings with an employee that we still have, Scott, mm -hmm. who's been with us since then. Um, but they would go back there, and then it just progressively, you know, word of mouth, customers from Smokey's heard about it. So it just got bigger and bigger, and... He outgrew that spot, so we moved to the location in Old Town, Ar um, Arvada, ooh, let's see, it was 1990. Okay. We bought, um, it used to be Monroe's Economy Market. He did locker rentals, he had a little grocery store, and then he kind of dabbled in game, um, did some beef. So we ran that mm. little market there for a few years. Um, we were able to expand into the building next door, so we went from roughly 3,000 square feet to just about 10,000 square feet. And that it's happened. very deceptive if you when you pull in the parking lot and then I walk through like I did the other day and it's like wow this place is huge you'd never know what's yeah. behind those doors yeah. yeah we keep the, the the plant is you know it's it's pretty much mostly processing we do have an extremely large freezer and then several coolers right. um, but that's all behind those doors and Steve ran it um, my mom always worked a different job she was a property manager and then when she retired from that she kind of come over and helped with the business um, I went to school. I didn't want anything to do with the business. Really? I told everybody, no way, no way, and here I am. <laughs> wow. And that really happened. Um, 
I mean, do we have any HIPAA laws? No. Okay. No. All right. So, uh, you know, Steve uh, suffered a stroke. Yes. And uh, and he's he's doing pretty well. And he's everything. doing so pretty he's good. Do, yes. He's doing well, and uh, I've seen him a few times there at the end of last year and all. But um, and so uh, you are the new proprietor. Yes, I actually decided to purchase it from him before the stroke. Okay. Um, so we were actually, we closed on the purchase last August of 2019, and then he had the stroke September 1st. Oh. So he started off his retirement not exactly the way that you picture it to sure. go. <laughs> um, but he's recovered well. The only thing that's still lingering is his loss of taste buds, yeah. which is sad considering the business yeah. he was in. But well, just feed him your products and tell him it's good. Just tell okay? him it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's his recipes. That's Absolutely. right. They're his recipes. <laughs> All right, Trev. And, and man, we were mentioning before we started the show today, but uh, 17 or 18 years? It's been a long time at Steve's. Yeah, I, I started there when I uh, actually went to uh, college in Gunnison at Western for a short time and uh, come down to Old Town, Arvada shortly after that looking for a job. And I haven't looked back. I've been there ever wow. since. It's a cool place. Um, good teamwork there. Um, my family, we were customers at Steve's, though, long before I worked there also. Okay. Um, and all of our friends, too, that hunted, they would love to get something in order to go to Steve's to get sure. those products made. Um, I actually grew up in Arvada, too. So I would ride my bike when I was little up to Steve's, and I would park it along the brick wall there, and I would just sit there all day and just watch the animals come really? in because it yeah. was just it was bizarre to me and then lo and behold years go by and i i've been there ever since now so you now you drive your truck up and park right? it's pretty much how, <laughs> how it is so but um no steve steve uh, was really cool he took a chance on me i was just uh just a kid kind of lost uh wasn't wasn't really having much direction and uh, didn't know what i was going to do with with school so sure. um he opened the door for me and uh i've been there you know ever since and and have learned a lot of good values with steve and family there and uh we got such a great customer base that um, it's cool to see these guys still return every year. And that is kind of why I have liked to have held on this long is because the camaraderie of yeah, yeah, the hunting network here in the state is huge. And we do so many animals for so many people. <laughs> and we don't see the same people every year. Um, but it, it's a cool place, and I'm glad that they took a chance on me a long time ago and have given me the opportunity to stay there and, and right. take on with Ames now. Now, if you look back, maybe when you started or even 10 years ago, how many animals would you do a day compared to what you do today? Volume-wise, before we expanded to the other side of the shop was roughly... Ames can kind of back me up, maybe an 80 animal a yeah, day mark. About mm -hmm. 60 to 80. 60 yeah. to 80. Uh, and then, so when I first started that, we didn't have that expansion yet. So sure. we were roughly about there, um, which I thought was just crazy to begin uh, with. Yeah. And then when we expanded, we really could see what kind of, of volume we could do in that place. And um, as long as the flow goes good. Sure. Okay? Sure. As long as the <laughs> flow goes good. And by flow, I mean... Hunters working together with yeah. us to drop off, pick up on time. Um, we can push a lot of animals through that place. Man, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. Once again, it's Steve's Meat Market. They're located at 5751 Old Wadsworth Boulevard there in Arvada. 
And uh, we're going to talk about a lot today. And uh, we're going to talk about kind of a new process that they have. And by that, I just mean in your registration where you can drop off your animals and to do exactly what Trev just said, and that's to make this flow great and uh, help you with your time, make sure that everybody else's time is respected as well. And also, I just want to touch on this, Trev, and, and both of you can chime in on this, but, you know, this all starts with taking care of your meat in the field, too. Absolutely, 100 Because, you know what, hey, you're not a magician. You can't make, you know, you, you, you can't take spool meat and make it good. We're, we're so very fortunate to do that. We're very fortunate to do the volume that we do in our shop, but we do not even scratch the surface on the amount that's harvested in the state here. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people will get turned away from our shop when we are full, which we hate. We hate that more than anything. And the, one of the number one complaints from our customers is being able to drop off and being full. So that goes back to where the hunter needs to take care of his animal the best he can with the assumption that possibly he will not get that animal in right away for processing. Um, the earlier in the year that w going into this bow season when we're early in the year and it's hot, you got to get those animals cooled down. You got to get the hides off and you got to get them in somewhere. If you can't get into us, you have to have some sort of a contingency plan to cool and keep your meat from spoiling because we cannot take in more than we can handle mm -hmm. and we are not going to set us up for failure to do so. Um, so it does fall back on the hunter's responsibility that he needs to harvest his animal with the assumption that he possibly could not get it in yeah. somewhere to process and go about it fast, quick, mm -hmm. you know, get, cause that's only going to help your meat too with the, with the taste and being able to turn it into the products that you want. Right. So if you take the hide on an elk, you know, and, it's 90 degrees, 85 degrees out. I mean, how long does it take to spoil that meat, probably, if you left that hide on? Ames ha actually has We've the... seen it. You know, people think that um, heat is the worst. Right. We've actually seen more animals in the cold months when it's really? snowing outside. And it's, you know, below freezing temperatures during the night, uh, above freezing during the day. Mm. We see a lot more rotten animals then. Um, but the key is, of course, regardless of whether it's hot or cold out, immediately upon your kill, number one, validate that carcass tag. Yep. Make sure you sign it. Make sure you punch out the notches. We see so many that are partially done. But get that done right away. Okay. Then you skin the animal. Like I said, if you know how to skin it, you need to get it skinned right away. Mm -hmm. um, we offer skinning services for an additional fee, but there's no guarantee the condition of the animal once we get that hide off. Um, and it's money that's really wasted by the customer because sure. it's, a, it's a simple process to do. Um, it's just a pain for us because mm -hmm. we have so many animals hanging that the hair gets in the way. So that's why we have to charge. But get the hide off immediately um, if, you're, if you need to quarter it to transport it out of where you've shot it, uh, get it in quarters. Um, a lot of people say they need to debone their animal because they're out so far back, especially during the archery season. Right. I get that. I understand that. But leave bones in the hind quarters at least. When you bone out your meat and you have a bunch of floppy meat, uh, 100 pounds of it, 150 pounds on an elk, it's a lot harder to carry that meat four or five miles when it's <laughs> flopping around. And it's in a bunch of chunks. In chunks. Right. And those bones, a hind quarter on an elk, um, the average one weighs about six pounds is all that bone weighs. So it's 12 pounds extra for a hind, two hind quarters to haul out. 
Plus, keep in mind, if you bone out your own animal, because you have to, there are limitations on what we can do. We can take it only certain times of the year, um, and we will not cut steaks out of it if you've boned it out yourself. So keep the bone in the hindquarters. If you can keep it whole and load it to your vehicle that way, keep it that way. Uh, split the pelvic bone as soon as you can to allow the air to kind of escape through the animal. Uh, if you have blocks of ice, we recommend using that. Keep the ice in the plastic. Throw those in the rib cages. Uh, water, meat that sits around in water is just festering bacteria. Yep. So we see a lot of people, you know, take a cooler, put a bunch of loose ice in a cooler, throw the meat in there. Great as long as the ice is still ice. Mm -hmm. But once it starts to melt, you have a swimming pool of bacteria, yep. basically. And I'll tell guys, you know, crack that lid, the, the little spigot or whatever sure. on your cooler. Let that water leak out. I mean, it might cause a little bloody mess or whatnot in the back of your truck. But it, in all reality, that'll keep from that meat just soaking in that, that kind of nasty, bloody yeah. water. And uh, another thing, too, is if you haven't been to Steve's, we work on a rail system and much like a beef or domestic plant does. And you basically have your spot on the rail on your hook. And the more hooks and tr what they're called trolleys that you take up, the more space is. That's one to two less animals we could fit in that spot. If you were to bring us an elk that you have deboned with, you know, 50, 60 small little softball-sized chunks of meat, and you want your steaks cut, you want your roast done, you want all this stuff done, and we're looking at, you know, 100 chunks of dirty meat that we have to clean, which is also extra work. Um, but now you've taken up four different trolleys to hang to make sure we can get that taken care of good, and that's that much more space you're taking away. Therefore, we fill up quicker, hence why Ames says we don't take boneless, completely boned out meat during our rifle seasons mm. we're whole carcass or quartered only because the space is just it becomes an issue when we have to have single animals for single trolleys basically sure. to accommodate the volume that comes in so even though guys you know they watch their youtube videos and different guys will tell you different techniques or what overall just leave it in the best shape possible you can you're going to get some fly eggs on there. You're going to get flies or bees on there. That's going to happen. Try to take care of that the best you can, but leave it in big enough chunks that we can work with it because the, the better you do that, the more we can offer you, and the better your product's going to turn out. Absolutely. And the best advice on that is just don't bone it out yourself. Yeah. That's Absolutely. just the best. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I just want everybody, and the reason why we wanted to do this show, and I mean, you know, to be honest, you guys don't need advertising, okay? We're just here to educate everyone to what you can expect. And what they want to expect from you uh, mm -hmm. to what you bring in. And we want to make sure that it's kind of like, you know, taxidermy, we do the same thing as, hey, you know, I don't think any taxidermist ever said, man, you brought me too much cake. I mean, no, that's never <laughs> been exactly. said, you know. And so we just want to help you get the end result of getting you the best product that you can. And I believe personally that's at Steve's Meat Market, once again, located at 5751 Old Wadsworth Boulevard there in Arvada. All right, let's get to the big thing, the the, the reservation system uh, that you guys are putting in place. And uh, let's just take our time here and explain that so everybody can understand, Amy. And I, I think this is a good idea because, you know what, first of all, and I want to, hey, when I hunt, I want to get my animal in and I want to get it back too. But you know what, and I have pulled up there. Last year I pulled up there and you were full. So here's what we're saying. Folks, if they had the room, they would take your animal. They're not not taking your animal because they don't want your business or don't want to help you it's just there's no room okay so we're hoping with this reservation system this is going to make everyone's life easier and uh hey make time where you can just pull up 
drop your animal off. And you know what? It would even help. Would it help? Trev, to go to your website. Make yourself familiar with what's available. And then you can figure out and say, hey, you know, I know I want to get, you know, the steak, some burgers, some sausage, Mm -hmm. some, you know, whatever. And at least have some idea. I mean, it's like where you walk in a restaurant, you know, and you're looking at a menu Absolutely. and you haven't even thought about what you want to eat, okay? And it <laughs> takes forever, and that doesn't help anybody. But let's, Amy, let's just go through the reservation system and really why this came about. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as many of our regular customers, new customers, um, anybody in Old Town knows, Old Town is slowly becoming uh, bigger in terms of more outdoor lifestyle type of restaurants and in bars and things like that. Right. So we are grandfathered in there. When we bought this business there 30 years ago, we didn't expect Old Town to be a light rail hub, but it <laughs> yeah. is. So we just kind of have to work around it. Um, what we have noticed over the past few years is as the traffic increases in Old Town, it is a lot more hectic for our customers. Um, they still get to us. They still would come in the morning and gather in big crowds and be handed out numbers of when they can come in. Um, they still would get to us. That wasn't the issue. The issue was just thinking about putting ourselves in the position of the customers and having to deal with the stress of coming to drop off an animal. Right. So um, my dad, Steve, was not tech savvy. He'll be the first to admit it to you. He carries a black Sharpie in his pocket to this day, and that's what he uses. Right. Um, so when I kind of decided maybe I was heading this, this direction, I decided maybe we should look into some reservations. So we found a reservation system. Uh, it's a platform that you purchase so many things to use it a month, and we've got set up on it. There's probably better out there. Um, I know there's worse. But this is what's working for us now. So basically what it is, and we did start it last year, but this year with COVID and with the road construction things that are happening in Old Town, um, we thought we would just make this a mandatory requirement from here going forward. And again, like Scott said, it's not not to make this difficult for our customers. It's actually to help our customers. Mm -hmm. We want to make it so that when you come down to Steve's, you know you're going to get in. You know that you've secured a time. Um, you can get in. So basically the way that the system works is if you go to our website, it's the only place you can make an appointment. It cannot be done by phone, just through the website. Uh, We have, uh, the website's been redesigned and it has a little banner that drops down and it explains that reservations are now mandatory. There's a learn more link. We want you to click this link. Please. Yes, (laughs) it it has, hopefully it explains unanswered questions. Hopefully it explains kind of the process. It explains um, the following. You can make an appointment up to one day in advance. The reason we do this is because, just to give you an example, just in emails that I've received this past week at the meat market, I would be completely booked for the first week that we're open. Just based on people that are planning to come in, they might be getting an animal Friday of archery deer season. Um, I can't take appointments based on hopefuls (laughs) Uh, or else I would be, I mean, I'd literally be full now till the end of the year. So what we do, and I know there are a lot of people who have boneless meat right now that they've kept frozen over the summers that know that they can come in on such and such a date. Mm -hmm. The site is set up so that it has to be one way or another. So the way that it's set up is one day in advance. If you want to come in on a Monday, then Sunday morning at 12.01 a.m. is when the slots become available for Monday. So it's not 24 hours ahead, it's just a full day Day. ahead. 
So if we're open on a Monday, you want to come off, come in on a Monday to drop off, then I would recommend getting on Sunday morning as early as you can and secure a time. We offer the time slots throughout the day. Um, our rough open hours during the week, Monday through Friday, are 9 to 3. Saturday and Sunday are 9 to 12, and we offer appointment slots every five minutes okay. throughout that entire time frame. Um, when you make an appointment, it asks you if you have a deer, an elk, an antelope, a moose, what it may be. Um, put the number of animals that you have that you have a valid carcass tag for. Okay. If you have four quarters to one deer, that's just one deer. Right. Because uh, that system allots you the time based on what you select. Okay. So we allot five minutes to unload a deer, ten minutes to unload an elk. The unloading process goes very quickly. We can get five minutes and ten minutes. Sure. The order process is what seems to hold people back. So um, make the reservation a full day in advance. If you're up in the hills and you're, you, know, you have no phone service, you kill your animal on a Tuesday evening and you want to come in Wednesday morning, you'll get phone service eventually. Yeah. Um, as soon as you get service, log in, make the appointment. Uh, we do require when you make your appointment, you have to put in your name. Um, we ask that you put the name that's on the carcass tag for the division purposes. Um, it asks you for a phone number, an email address, and then a credit card number. I emphasize this. It, it will say this on the directions. It says it on your confirmation email, but I do want to emphasize that credit card is not charged unless you do not show up. We had to implement some type of a holding sure. fee. So it's a $25 charge per animal. And if your appointment's at 2 o'clock, we allot you 10 minutes before or after. Traffic can be crazy. Yep. So pull into the parking lot, 150. Pull into the parking lot up to 210. We'll allot you that 10 minutes. If you miss your spot, we have to fill it up with the next person available. Mm -hmm. We will still get walk-ins coming in. That is inevitable. Yeah. But the chance that we take them are slim. Right. We are emphasizing the reservations are mandatory. Um, again, if you show up on time, you reserve for two animals, you bring two animals in, you're charged nothing. So this convenience is strictly free. Again, just to put our customers' minds at ease. Right. Um, when you pull into the parking lot, you'll pull right into the receiving department line. Someone will come out and check you in. Uh, we ask that you keep your confirmation email, print it if you can, have it on your cell phone, just in case there's any question gotcha. about confusion of time or anything. Uh, once we check you in, then we'll get the animal unloaded. And again, we'll have you pull around, park in a designated area while you do your paperwork. Which, by the way, you guys have supplied for customer service, which... I don't know the numbers, but it ain't cheap in no. parking spaces. So, I mean, you've done that to be a service to the customer. Yes. Yeah. The, the Elks Club has been very gracious um, in allowing us to purchase parking spaces. So we purchase those, and our customers pull around, park there while we do their order. Uh, this year, we also have new on the website. When you go to the reservation section, there's a, a link to a PDF worksheet. Okay. That is an exact replica of what you're given when you pull into the, the line. Um, if you can, if you're, if you're sitting around before your hunt, the week before, you're kind of just getting things planned, print that out, fill it out. You don't have to have an exact weight of your animal. Fill sure. it out. Yes, I want some breakfast sausage. You don't have to put how many pounds, but fill it out. Yeah. Get your name on there, your, your uh, phone number, your contact information. That way, when you pull in... You don't have to waste your time filling out another piece of paper. 
we can just take that printed out piece of paper, attach it to our forms, get you entered in the computer system, and speed up the process that way. Mm -hmm. um, if you fill out amounts for what you want for products, uh, 10 pounds of breakfast sausage, 5 pounds of jerky, we'll adjust as we need to once we get your weight. But at least if you put a number there, we can start from there and speed, speed things along. Right. Amy Frazzini is with us, Trev Stuckey, Steve's Meat Market, my favorite store in all the world that I love to visit, 5751 Old Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada. And Trev, here's what we're, you know, we're saying. I mean, and like you say, hey, walk up, you're welcome to come, but here's what we're saying. Yep. Chances are, all right, again, they may be full. So you be prepared for that as the hunter. And you don't have to ream the person out that works at Steve's Meat Market that's standing over the clipboard taking the reservations because, you know what, again, as I said earlier, if they could get you in, they would. Exactly. And, and a, lot of, uh, a lot of our customers just realize we're a seasonal business. Yeah. We have seasonal employees. We're very fortunate that we have a crew that returns every year for the most part, but we do have new people that work with us every year, and the majority of our of our guys they're not as big a hunters as our customers that come in. They're just working, and they don't know who Steve's buddy was 20 years ago yeah, all the time yeah, or yeah. whatnot, you know. Or um, we, I've been coming here since you started. Every, you know? every, I mean, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, we, we, we just try to get a good crew in there to handle the volume of a, of a crazy season. The, the Colorado Parks and Wildlife, you know, their season structure is it's pretty crazy here. Sure. I mean, once they get going here, <laughs> there's no turning back. Right. And, and we cannot stop for one second through there. It, the, the volume is just crazy because my dad, my family, just like most of them out here, they're, they don't just hunt one animal. They're, they're going antelope, and then they need that antelope in because they're leaving for first elk the next week. Think of that same deal for us. Mm -hmm. We got to get them antelope out of there in a week to get ready for the first uh, right, uh, elk, um, elk rifle guys to come right. through and whatnot. And it goes all the way through until Christmas. With that being said, we're very limited on processors here in town mm -hmm. for us. We are. We're very, very limited. In all reality, we could use a few more here in town to handle the volume. Um, we're not always saying we're the best, but we're, we're really good at what we do at our shop. I'll say you're the, I'll say you're the best. Yeah. Um, but in reality, we need more places for our hunters to go sure. to drop off the volume that is pushed through in a two to three month time. Um, but it all goes back on the hunter. And when you harvest that animal, that is your responsibility to get it mm -hmm. processed in the best of your ability without anything going to waste. So do your part get it ready you get it down to us and we'll do our part right. um it just is a real bummer when i drop that tailgate down and i have to turn a guy away who just spent the last two days packing an elk out because he didn't take care of it the way he should have yeah um so i just stress for most of our guys with the heat all the way through the the late cow seasons in december even like amy said these guys will go over, and I say these guys, gals, whatnot, will go over, and they will have four or five cow tags late in the year, and they'll harvest one, throw it in the back of the truck, harvest the next one, throw that one on top of the other one. They think because it's negative two degrees over there, these animals are fine. They get to us, and that one on the bottom is completely rotten, sure. um, and that's in the middle of December. Um, <laughs> so that that's just something that really needs to fall back. What, what I've seen, and I, I'm younger 
with our crew as far as age, but I'm still an old school mentality there, is if I had one thing, I would really like um, the hunters to stay educated on how to take care of your stuff mm -hmm. when you drop that animal on the ground, whether it be bow or, or gun or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's not our fault when you get down to the shop and I have to turn you away because your animal's rotten and mm -hmm. you get mad at me for it. Sure. Um, we do not want to turn anybody well, that's away. What I, mean. <laughs> I stress this. Our, Steve's Meat Market is the name that is on every package of product that leaves right. our shop. It doesn't say what the hunter's name is. It doesn't say, you know, whatever. It says Steve's Meat Market. It's our reputation. It's Steve's recipes that he, he's had forever, um, that he's worked on. It's a huge deal to us that your product leaves and everyone in your family enjoys it. That, yeah. Because then you come back the next year. Yep. And then your wife likes it and the kids like it and whatnot. Um, but it goes back to how you take care of it when you harvest it before you even get to us. Mm -hmm. um, just stay educated. There's so many videos on YouTube. There's, there's so much stuff out there. We have a really... Um, um, good um, source here at the division where you can get on and just find different things that work for you and your group or, or if you're a solo guy that works for you um, that'll help you in taking care of your harvested animal and then educate your friends too don't just you know pass the buck along if you got a group of guys there's chances are there's a guy that's never harvested an animal in that group help him out when you get one down in the group have him come help take sure. it apart have him skin it if he's never skinned it before right. um work together because that that's ultimately what it's about and and because uh, a lot of times those guys if they only get one or two animals in that group they're going to share that animal right. with their group when they get it back work together and make for some good product yep absolutely yep. once again it's steve's meat market glad to have amy and trev in studio all right a few other things here uh, i want to hit before we run out of time here so one, and I'm going to be very transparent here, okay? I mean, we might as well, Absolutely. all right? Everybody can go online. Everybody can look at stuff. So I just want to talk about this. Number one, you can either choose to go to Elway's <laughs> or you can go to Outback, all right? Now, I go to Outback. I love Outback. I love Elway's. But you know what? They don't cost the same, right? So here's what we're saying. You're not the cheapest in town. You don't want to be. You want to have a good product, present a good value, and have good, happy customers with the end result of their product. And that's why I tell people this. They go, well, oh, I take mine to this place, and, you know, it costs me this much. And I said, well, here's what's expensive to me. If I go spend 300 bucks on and out, and then I can't eat any of it, that's expensive, okay? You know what? I'm from Honestly, from 1994 to my stuff last year, <laughs> tasting the consistency of the product is what's important to me. If it's not important to you, that's fine. But don't gripe about it. You don't have to post stuff about it. I mean, if you don't want to go there, don't go there, okay? But if you want to spend, you spend a lot of money to get those animals probably, all right? So to get a finished product that's really good that your family will love, I'm telling you, Trev, I think it's worth every penny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is. It, it is. And now, as far as your bill goes, when you come into us, you're in control yeah. of it the whole time. <laughs> exactly. Now, because you want to have 200 pounds of our Italian, which is, by the way, the best, yeah. of our Italian sausage done, you, you got to pay for 200 pounds. Look <laughs> up the word custom. All right? <laughs> right. Here's what custom means. They're making something special for you. 
That's you, why it's custom meat. Exactly. We we have basic processing, which we do a ton of too, which is guys that just come in and just want their steaks, roast, and burger done, and they get out of there really cheap. Um, but when you want jerky and, and everything done, you... You're mm -hmm. in control of that bill when you sure. come in, and when you harvest that big old bull elk, and congratulations, you do so, but you got a ton of meat to work with. And when you, you got to know that on most of our sausage products, for every pound you're giving us, we're giving you two pounds of finished product back. You're paying on your outweights. You're getting a ton of stuff made, but you're in control of it. So kind of keep that in mind, too. You know, it's we're when you really compare the prices in Ames, I think she has this on her sheet and can back me up. Prices are all relatively yep. the same. Mm -hmm. Now, because maybe our product or something might be a little different in flavor and you choose to order more of it, yeah. you're, of course your bill is going to go up. That, right. That's, that's going to happen. But the bottom line, the prices are pretty sure. much comparable right. across the board. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, another thing, you know what? If you own a business... And this cracks me up when people complain about something because most time they're not business owners. You know what? <laughs> At some point, something's going to go wrong. Mm -hmm. You're going to some employee's going to have a bad day. Something's going to go wrong. And you know what? Mistakes happen. But I'm telling you, here's what you got to look at. To be in business since 1976, you're doing something right, and you're doing a lot right. Okay. And so, if you haven't given Steve's a chance, maybe something happened in 1982. Okay, it made you mad. Here's what I'm telling you. I invite you, go check them out now. 5751 Wadsworth Boulevard there in Arvada. And um, I, like I say, this is my personal opinion, my show, so I can give you that. All right, so, but I'm just telling you, they're the best. And uh, I would not spend a dime anywhere else just because, hey, this is what I like. And I, I love the custom products. My wife loves the elk burger. And it took me forever to convince her to eat it. But now that I do, <laughs> man, I'm in trouble if I don't get an elk because, I mean, that's all she eats. So, uh, I mean, it is absolutely, you know, delicious. Now, last thing I, we can touch on, and we'll have to do this again, but you guys package it in your products, right? I mean, in your packaging. Now, everybody takes that home, puts it in their freezer. Mm -hmm. How long is it? probably good for just in your packaging that we stick it in the freezer or should we double bag it with something if you know maybe yeah, you don't no, have absolutely. a family of eight and you're not eating it real quick <laughs> absolutely no um one of the things that a lot of the processors have slowly gone to but we've done forever is vacuum packaged pouches okay so keep in mind those pouches are not perfect if you pick up your order and you throw a bag of meat of all your steaks in the freezer when you get home in your chest freezer you're going to get some little nicks in the packaging right. it's going to blow the vacuum so if you notice that any of your packages the vacuum has lost you'll want to eat it within about six months right. it's not going to hurt the meat it's just going to freezer burn the edges where the air has been exposed if your packaging is still vacuum sealed um, i don't cook so i've been eating my same elk for about 10 years and it is just fine yeah. um, she's not lying we've had it in our free <laughs> and part of the reason is we've we've done it on purpose because we we're testing it sure you know where we want to see how far can we go and she's she's correct i mean we're we're on nine seasons of that elk so it'll last a while but you know it starts to lose flavor so right. you know with our um sticks and our jerky we recommend you eat those they don't we don't have to recommend those don't last, so you mm -hmm. eat them quick. Yeah. Um, sausage, as long as you keep it in the freezer, your burger in the freezer, as long as there's no nicks in yeah. the chubs, 
you're fine. And I keep the jerky and the and the sticks in the freezer too, because I mean, absolutely, until you're ready. And I yep. mean, just go grab it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You're not hurting anything by no. doing that. Best sure. way to keep them. Sure. Yep. Sunday, August thirtieth. The door is open, right? <laughs> yes, it is. Yep. 9 a.m. to 12 noon, and make sure to make your reservation. Make your reservation. Yeah. Go to stevesmeatmarket.net, all right? Make yourself familiar with the website. Check out the reservation stuff. Fill out the stuff that Amy said to do now, okay? And, again, folks, hey, just be nice to people, all right? Everybody, be, <laughs> hope everyone has a great, successful season. And you know what? To top it all off, I hope you'll use Steve's Meat Market. And uh, if you're new in town, maybe a new honor, looking for a place to go, uh, trust me on this. 5751 Wadsworth Boulevard there in Arvada is where you want to go. So, Amy, thank you very much. Thank Trev, you. Thank Appreciate you. it, Scott. And thank I hope you. to see you guys soon there at Steve's Meat Good Market. Luck. Thank Good you. luck. Good to luck, everyone. everyone. <laughs> Have a safe season. Everyone stay safe. That's the big thing. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys successfully harvesting some animals here soon right. and take care of that meat out in the field take care Absolutely. of that meat get it cooled uh, off so we want to thank all of our guests today mostly thank you for being with us on sportsman of colorado hope you have a great rest of your weekend and leave it right here on klz 560. expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.